This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. There are many people in this world who call themselves a queen, especially here in Joy, but there's only one queen of Australia, and that's the queen of rock, Miss Marsha Hines. Yay! I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we're actually coming to your show on Saturday night. Oh, excellent stuff. Excellent. So we go back to 1969. You know, the world was at war, and you're a 16-year-old travelling to Australia for the Australian production of Hair. Was that your stage debut? 1970 was my stage debut. 1970. Oh, 1970. Oh, that's right. So in 1969, here you were as a 16-year-old running around Woodstock. What was that that's like? That's correct. <laughs> pretty <laughs> radical. <laughs> pretty. I mean, look, the honest, the honest to God truth was nobody knew it was going to turn into what it turned into. Nobody. You know, it was just, it was advertised on the radio in Boston about, it was a concert, a big concert with lots of people, you know, and that was kind of like a... Um, a relatively normal thing to have big summer concerts, but that became, you know, like um, a summer concert on steroids, you know? Definitely. But, I mean, you were were 14, you get a scholarship into the New England Conservatory for Music, but then Mm -hmm. you you throw it in, you run to Woodstock. So how do we get you in Australia? How how do you end up here? Oh, look, I was singing all the time in Boston, you know. I was always a singer, and, you know, there'd be summer um, schools for talented kids and my mother would enroll me in those and then some friends of mine were telling me they were actually in here my friend my best friend was a girl called Linda Gaines and her sister happened to be the one and only Donna Summer Donna left Boston to do um hair she's pretty I think she went first to do Porgy and Best in Germany and then she did hair in Germany and then her sister Linda did the show in Boston and said to me look why don't you come and do hair in Boston? I would now be stuck in Boston. They want to be stuck in Boston. And lo and behold, auditions turned up for the show in Sydney. So I actually um, went to the audition, and um, like about 14 days later, I was on a plane to Australia. What was it like for a young girl coming to a new country in such a rapidly changing world? Pretty scary. But then again, you know, I mean, the only thing that was scary was it's a a very different culture, but I came to a family, you know, when I say I came to a family, the the tribe, the cast of hair was called a tribe. And so they were all very, very kind and very encouraging. So it wasn't like I come here by myself. I, you know, I came, although I did come by myself, I came to a group of people who were very nurturing and very kind. Yeah. So you came to Australia and we embraced you and we <laughs> brought you into our bosom and we, you became an Aussie. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what yeah. was the main decisive factor, Marsha, for staying here back then? Work. <laughs> well, because you went on then and did Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I had a child and, you know, my support system was here. And um, so, um, I, I, look, I, I wouldn't change it. If you want the truth, I wouldn't change it for the world because it's a, a great place to, to, to live in. And I think um, America's changed so drastically since I've been here, um, I understand Australia now. You know, I understand Australia and I've embraced Australia as my home. So, yeah. how, do, how does it feel being over here and watching, mm-hmm. you know, the politics of America unfold? A little bit scary, darling. <laughs> <laughs> a 
That's all I can say. Yeah. Marcia, look, your career has spanned the decades. You know, know, my parents remember seeing you in hair and Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm -hmm. I remember every Sunday night sitting around the TV theatre and you, the Queen of Pop, you know, Molly, JPY, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up, it looked like you guys were having so much fun there on on Countdown. You know, please tell me, what was it just all sex, drugs and rock and roll? Were you guys (laughs) just partying in the 70s? (laughs) It was touring, 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 and more touring. You know, I mean, back in the day, that's when you could actually um, stay on the road for at least three or four months and then come home for a couple months and go back out. And that's how you gained your popularity. And as well as um, doing a show with Molly at the helm, Countdown helped our careers immensely. And he was so encouraging to us as well and to the general public, telling the general public what, you know, you should listen to, what you should buy, what's happening you know, it was a pretty heady time, you know, but we were, we were all so young, we were all working so hard, and it was a great, great way to, you know, to cut your teeth. It was a great way to cut your teeth, yeah. Marsha, look, over your career, you've worn many hats, you know, you, you've been on stage multiple times, you're a yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic singer, you've been the judge, you know, even your own TV show there, I was looking back in 1978, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, But you did actually take, uh, uh, like, a hiatus from your career, and mm-hmm. you stepped off. But I was reading somewhere you're saying that in 1990 you appeared at the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras and it was basically the love, the joy, you know, that sparked you back into, you know, took you back to the yeah. limelight. It was pretty crazy, you know. Um, yeah, it was a hiatus. And when you when you are um, dealing with a hiatus, so to speak, you, you, you look, my manager, we were having some problems with recording and things. And he said, when you've got nothing to say, say nothing. So... You know, you're in a position where you can actually take some time off, and I did. And then, lo and behold, I was asked to do, um, to close the Mardi Gras that year. Yeah. And um, I remember, uh, look, I, I try and be as professional as, as I possibly can. So I remember going to the rehearsal um, that evening, evening of the Mardi Gras, and then going home and having a sleep <laughs> and waking up and putting on my makeup and putting on my clothes and leaving early in the morning, because I was closing Mardi Gras, so early in the morning, and I walked in, and it, woo, it was messy. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. oh. I walked, <laughs> that's all I'm saying, and I walked in, and um, I, I went on stage, and the crowd just lifted me with the, the roar of the crowd, you know, it was, it's something I swear I will never forget, and I remember going home after, after the performance, my mother said, how did it go? I said, you know, Ma, I could die now. I know what it feels like to be loved. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, look, I yeah. was there. I, I don't want to admit that I was there. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm show you my age. <laughs> you know, I'm so, so young. But I can tell you, I, I, do remember, I do remember that night. What a great day. <laughs> it was. It was a great day and night, wasn't it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Marsha, you've yeah. been a, a judge on Australian Idol. We um, had mm-hmm. Damien Leith. Uh, in, yeah. Only a few weeks ago, with his, he's got a magnificent voice. He sung live for us here in the studio. Yeah, he's a kind man. He's a kind, very talented guy. Very yeah. lovely man. What do you think about these talent shows? Look, we 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 were the pioneers of it. I'll be very yeah. very honest, and we're very proud of the talent that we uncovered. And it's great that they are still working. And um, it, nobody knew what was happening. We had no idea what we were creating when we put um, Idol together. And um, I have to say that we were all very, we are all very proud of the talent that's still out there and still, you know, working. It's a hard industry, guys, as you know. It's it's not an easy industry, and 
um, it's kind of like only the strong survive. And, you know, so the, the guys who have done well, you know, it, it, they would have worked their butts off just like I, I, I continue to. And I, I that's what you do in this business. You have to work so hard. To keep afloat, yeah. The old ones when you guys did it, you know, you know, Damien mm-hmm. Leith, Guy Sebastian came out and sung on stage. Now, have you noticed they've got to have bells and whistles? That yeah, shows yeah. you how untalented yeah. they are. They've got to have backup dancers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, look. Granted, you know, it's a, a totally different industry, and people's senses they they need more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. So you know, is it right or wrong? No, but it just is what it is now, and it was what it was then. And I'm very like I I, I can't I can't reiterate. How proud I am about you know just as Jessica Malboy, there's you know all these yeah. people, there's Ricky Lee, people who do well, who you know they they've created their own niche, and so they've got an audience, you know, and 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 those kids work really hard too, you know, you, you know everybody works hard to try and stay in this industry. Marsha, you've got two shows coming up here in Melbourne, one this Friday mm-hmm. at in Upway, and another one at the Palms at Crown on Saturday. Tell us about the shows. Oh well, look, you know, it's kind of like my disco inferno slash. A little bit more show. So, um, one of the guys who sings with me in my show, he's created a little um, like a Bee Gees tribute that he'll perform before we come on stage. And then when I get on stage with um, our percussionist and the two singers, I um, have another guy on stage. His name is Chris Luda, and he actually came through Australian Idol in the second year. Ah. So. He was a contestant, so it's great to have him up there. And then we just have fun. We dance a bit, and, you know, I talk a little bit and sing a little bit more, and it's kind of like an aerobics clash, you know? Well, fantastic, because we're giving away tickets here for uh, two lucky viewers. So all week on our uh, social pages, we've been giving away tickets to your show. Nice. This, yeah, nice. this Saturday night. So we've got to tell everyone, if they want to come and see Marsha, you've got until midnight tonight, tonight. to go to our socials. And um, Andy oh, tells us do, what to yeah. do. He's our producer. Warren okay. and I are going to be there, so have a look we're out for us. We'll be waving to you. We'll you be the one in wave. tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> you better be. Okay. <laughs> well, Marsha, what a joy to have you here. You know, the queen of pop. Thank God you're coming back with some disco. This is what the world needs at the moment. You know we, it. You know it. So we're going to hear yep. some of beautiful old Marsha, and we've got some Marsha going to sing some disco. What a Saturday. Oh, and a Friday oh, for people you. in Upway. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much, Tom and Warren. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Marsha. If you want to see Marsha, you can see her at Beringer Theatre in Upway on Friday or at the Palms at Crown in Melbourne on Saturday. Tickets are still available at ticketmaster.com.au. Thanks, Marsha. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.